What's up, everybody? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast, and I'm so excited that you joined me today because we have an incredible guest joining us. He's going to knock your socks off. We have Taki Moore joining us today. Taki is known to be one of the most influential and represent and represented trainers working anywhere in the world today. He's from Australia. Love him from down under. He's the author of the number one bestseller, Million Dollar Coach, and the founder of Coach Marketing Machine. Taki is also one of the world's leading business and executive coach marketing experts. We are so freaking privileged to have him on the show today. I'm excited to bring him on. Let's cue the intro and we will jump right in. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, that got serious. Look at that. Yeah. I love it. Welcome to the show, uh, Taki. Man, I'm stoked to be here. Uh, My socks are pre-knocked off. I'm barefoot 98.999% of the time. So uh, ready to go. My socks are pre-knocked off. Let's have some fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, excited to get in and and really dig into your uh, history and tell everybody all the dirty, juicy secrets. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Well, let's start with uh, let's start with the background. Let's start with a little bit of the backstory. How the heck did you get started doing this and doing what you do? We'll kind of work our way to present time. But like, how did you get started into the business of coaching coaches and all this mess? It's turned into a thing completely by accident. I, like, I'd love to say I, I had a vision and I manifested it. I didn't and I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I think we're kind of drawn to, at least for me, I, like, I've been drawn to this for a long time. I remember even when I was uh, late teens, maybe early 20s, seeing, you know, buying books about coaching and seeing ads in the, in the newspaper. That was a long time ago. Uh, for like seminars put on by coaches, I was like, oh, this feels like my thing. And uh, went to go, um, you know, at the time I was working in a, uh, for a company speaking in schools, getting kids revved up to raise money for their school and for charity. And I had this idea for a personal development program for, for kids. Um, nice. Yeah, 10, 11, 12 year olds was kind of, I, I was scared of growing up since so kids felt easy and fun. And uh, <laughs> so I knew, I knew what I wanted to teach, but I didn't have a clue about business. And I thought, you know, if I can find a business coach and uh, like tell them my story, Maybe I could sweet talk them into coaching me for free for the kids. And uh, so sure enough, I did that. Um, and one guy said, hey, I, I won't coach you for free, but I know you've, you've got a marketing background. Why don't you come work for me? You can kind of apprentice and learn on the job. So that's what I did. Worked, worked in this coaching business for four, uh, three or four years while doing my school stuff uh, on the side and uh, learned a ton, learned a ton. Every day was like going to a seminar. Culture was amazing. Uh, you know, getting called on your on your shit and kind of challenged to <laughs> you know to step up and, and play better. It was it's so great. Uh, and then um, yeah, after after a, a while, kind of left that to go do the kids thing full time. And um, man, I, all, this whole history is probably all completely out of order. But uh, you know, I got found myself at a place where it was a bit 
you're a bit desperate. Like there was enough work for, I was, I was working like three jobs at my school thing, uh, speaking for another friend and then doing some consulting on the side. And um, a friend of mine told me about this, this model where you could kind of one-to-many it. He was a Dan Kennedy student. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Dan's model was like, you know, you, you do a conference call. This is a while ago. Do a conference oh, call yeah. once a month and you send people a CD and a print newsletter and a weekly fax. And I was like, okay, well, that's what you're supposed to do. I'll do that. I'm not a good writer. I'm a good talker. Right. And so I, like for a few years, like I, we did a conference call and a weekly fax, a fax nice. uh, and a newsletter and all this stuff. And uh, it wasn't really my jam. Uh, I love the people and I love the stuff, but I'm just, I'm an extrovert and I don't like, I find the writing quite hard, like alone, right. You know, filling out this, this 16 page newsletter every month. So um, you know, eventually I figured out that it's probably better to do my own, you know, find a flow that worked for me. And, uh, you know, I helped a guy out. He was 30 grand in debt to a business coaching franchise. Oh my gosh. Two weeks, two weeks before Christmas. And he's like, Hey, Tucky, um, I'm really desperate. I got a call from head office saying, you know, if you don't pay your money back in 30 days, you're out. And he had five kids and it was really stressful. So I, like, I meet this guy, I'm like, mate, I don't know if I can help. I, I don't know. didn't know any of what I know now. Right. Yeah, but let's hang out and you know see if we can see if we can help. And uh, we put a plan together. It was super low tech, kind of direct mail and a referral campaign. Uh, <laughs> and I called this I called this guy every day for thirty days. You know, in the morning, like, hey, what'd you do yesterday? What are you going to do today? Do this, right? Um, so this coaching franchise every month they published a list. It was basically just a single email to all the franchisees, and it just had all of their names in order from who's making the most to who's making the least. It didn't have the dollars attached, but you knew if you were near the bottom, you probably weren't doing very well. And he went from he went from the bottom of the list, uh, either last or bottom five out of you know eighty or hundred people to number two in eighty five days. Paid all the money wow. back, and people were like, "How the hell did you do this?" And he goes, "Well, this guy Taki helped me out, and so the business started totally by accident." Um, oh spread gosh. the word and, and next thing you know I'm like helping coaches to do their stuff it was great and uh, <laughs> now I know that kids are great fun and adults are great fun you just you know just adult, you know kids with better uh, adults are just sorry kids are adults with better excuses and now it's <laughs> just fun holy cow so it just sort of like right completely place. by accident yeah that's amazing yeah. right place but also like willingness to help out you know, like yeah. I didn't charge the guy any money. I just wanted to help a dude who was struggling and he paid it all back and, and went to number two. And, and, you know, if you do good things kind of often, it, yeah. it always comes back, but not often in the way you expect or, or plan or think, but that's fine. Yeah, exactly. So along that journey, maybe after that, even, did you have any moments where it was just like everything was falling apart? You, you yeah, know, of course. All just gonna like, like you're barely hanging on by a thread, and you had to throw a hail mary just to see if you could like, you know, make it through. Yeah. Like, can you tell us yeah. about one of those moments? Yeah, man. Of course. Uh, I think anyone who who doesn't hasn't had those experiences either hasn't been doing it for very long, or isn't maybe telling the whole truth. <laughs> right. Um, I remember. Yeah, man, I come, uh, so at the time I was, this is about that time, uh, I was maybe a little bit earlier, I was making 60 grand a year um, in a job, and uh, I've got, at the time we had four kids, one of them's going to a private school, so you've got, if you make 60 grand and the government takes 20, or whatever it is in tax, you've got 40, and your son's in a, in a um, performing arts school doing dance, and that's 
20 grand, you've got like you and your family trying to live on 20 grand a year. It's not easy. So we're right. broke as a joke. And uh, I remember I had to, I was talking to my friend, Sam, and he's like, so how's it going? I'm like, honestly, man, it's really hard. Like I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But like, I don't have enough money. I've got to go to the supermarket on my way home and, and I don't have any, I don't have any money in my account. And so he lent me 200 bucks. And uh, so I got the groceries and I come home and uh, my wife says, Hey babe, I've got some news. And my brain's like, Oh, I love news. She goes, Oh, you might want to sit down. And my brain's like, Oh, I don't like sit down news. Sit down news is never like good news. Is it? <laughs> so I, I sit down and she goes, um, so uh, we're, we're pregnant. Oh my gosh. And my, my, like, you know, when you've got the, what you should do, but what you feel are the opposite. In my mind, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can swear on this show. So, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, F, we are going to die. Uh, and, um, yeah, how the hell are we going to get through this? And outwardly, I'm like, oh, babe, that's amazing. And we hugged. And I'm like hugging and going, oh, we are so screwed. We are so screwed. Um, and I knew I had like nine, nine months or less, you know, just less than nine months to, like, to have enough money to not be screwed. And right. uh, I was like, if we, get, if we could get to eight grand a month by the time this baby's born, I think we'll be okay. And um, so I, I launched this, the, the kind of the continuity thing that we talked about before. Yeah. Uh, with six clients, which made us $1,200 a month. Nice. And I was like, we better rustle up some more dudes. Uh, and so <laughs> a friend connected me to this guy who was a, uh, had a, not a franchise, but like a, a group of licensees, marketing consultants. And I jumped on a, a conference call with him one Tuesday uh, to teach his guys some stuff. And uh, he's like, you know, at the end, make an offer. And I was too scared to sell. I was like really terrified of sales back then. And uh, so I didn't make an offer. And at the end, he said, Tucky, that was really, really good, but you didn't make it. You didn't make an offer. I'm really disappointed. Like, all right, I'll write something. And um, so I, I wrote this email from him yeah, that he could send. It was like, you know, great feedback on the call. Tucky shared everything except for the fact that his wife is heavily pregnant. Um, and on Friday, I think it was Tuesday that the call was. So I sent the email on on, uh, on Wednesday. On Friday, he's closing his doors to new business who can look after his clients and his new fam. Um, so you've got until Friday to jump in, and here's how it works. And if you want, the, I didn't have a, I didn't know how to collect money on the internet. There was no website or anything. <laughs> um, so if you if you'd like to be part of it, then just um, email. Here's his email address. Email him your name and your phone number, and he'll be in touch. So 46 people email me their name and their phone number, and I'm like, holy crap, this could be a thing. So the next day, I'm just like calling each one of these people going, um, yeah, hey, Michael, it's Taki here. And they're like, oh, I've been looking forward to you calling. I'm like, oh, great. Uh, so I've got a note here that you want to do the thing. Is that right? And they're like, yep. I'm like, oh, great. I mean, of course. And um, so let me get you entered into the system. And so entered into the system means Taki grabs like a pen and paper and writes down their name and their address and their credit card details. And uh, so 46 yeses in it. That was a big day. And then that night, I'm Googling like how to take payment on the internet and... <laughs> Sort of website, and uh, you know the rest is history. It's great, wow. but uh, it's been pretty. We've had some scary times, um, but luckily we're, you know, way on the other side of the scary times. Your know, business is always going to be exciting and always going to be hard, and I think the hards just kind of grow as you grow. But um, sure, yeah, we've cut it pretty close a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. So many of our listeners and business owners out there, I think, can can feel that and connect with that so much. What, yeah. uh, what is it that you love the most about working with coaches? I mean, you've stayed in that realm. You've stayed in that space. What is it that you like about working with them? 
uh, hey, I just got a notification on my camera that it overheated. So I'm going to switch to my, okay. my webcam. Hopefully that's okay. Sorry. I know it's yeah, not. Yeah, no worries. Pro. Perfect. Um, we're in a tropical climate and it just died. Uh, so <laughs> what, what do I love most about it? Um, dude, I just love helping the good guys win, really. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're really lucky. Our clients are all people you'd want to have dinner with. I mean, we're not lucky. We, we, we choose them that way. Right. You know, we happily have them at our house to have dinner with the, the fam. Uh, we love to kind of travel the world with them and, and have a good time. They're like extended family to me. Uh, you know, I think as a coach, you kind of get to live vicariously through your clients. Right. Stuff. We can't take credit right. for their success, but we kind of share in, in the joy in it. And um, so that's the thing that lights me up is just helping good people win uh, and seeing their progress. And then, um, you know, I think like if, if I'm working on projects that excite me with people who I love kind of co-creating with to help people we really care about, we're doing life really well. That's, yeah. that's the fun. I love it. What do you think the biggest challenge coaches uh, are facing building their businesses today? I'd love to think there's one. Can I give you three or four, but I'll make them fast? Sure. All right. Uh, I'll give you an overview one and then three specifics. The overview okay. one is that it's really easy to become a coach. Um, sure. You know, you don't need a, an anything. You just say, hey, I'm a coach. And now <laughs> um, the advantage of that means it's quick to get started. The disadvantage of that means the marketplace is quite crowded and it's hard to stand out, uh, particularly if you are one of the good guys and you've actually got the, got the goods or got the juice you know, unless your marketing shows that, it's hard for people to know and believe and trust. So I think right. it, um, the market's more crowded and prospects are more skeptical and people have been burnt before. So that's the, that's the, the overview. I think that the challenge really comes down to the model that a lot of us learnt when we became a coach, whether through a training school or through seeing what other people do. The model that we're taught is kind of a bit broken. Um, you know, we're mm -hmm. taught to, to, you know, prospect manually we're taught to sell one-on-one -on -one and we're taught to deliver kind of time for money coaching in many cases. Right. Um, and all of those things are great, but they're not scalable and they're not sustainable. They all require your time and your energy. And, if, you know, they're two resources that aren't, you know, they're finite, right? Um, right. And so the bad news is that that puts a cap on the kind of difference you can really make and the kind of money you can have and the kind of freedom you can enjoy. And so the, I think sometimes coaches not all of them, but many coaches have a really strong kind of mindset component to their, to their world, personal development side, which is awesome. But if the only tool you've got is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. And a lot of coaches try to like mindset their way out of the problem. And the, the truth is that if mindset was enough, you know, 81% of coaches wouldn't go broke by year three and they do. So right. it's a model issue, not a mindset issue. Yeah. Yeah. Also. Uh, I don't have any actual mindset skills, so that's you know you go you play with what you got, and I don't have those skills, so I'm never going to say <laughs> the answers in your head because I don't know how to fix that. So, well, it kind of you know it kind of segues into the next question I had, which is you know we've been in this coaching realm, and I and I remember a long time ago when I started my first personal development company. Mm. I mean, it, it was ages ago, and and. Skype didn't exist. There was no video right. calling. There was sure. no let's chat over, you know, a call. And, yep. you know, it was face to face and that was it. But mm. what, what have you found in the last 
say 15 years that has changed the most do you think in coaching and and how everything's being delivered so this is the i mean we are living in the good old days right now like this is the best time to be a coach it's i mean sure it'll get even better but like there's never been a time like this uh the technology just makes big things so easy. Like the fact that you and I can do this by, you know, I got a link, I clicked it and I'm here. Right. Um, yeah. Everyone's got one of these things. Sure. Like you, could, like you could literally run your business off that. Uh, we had three and a half years traveling the world with our kids. Um, you know, pulled them out of school and went kind of nomad for a bit. And I had a laptop, a phone on a selfie stick and an iPad. And we ran the whole business. It was amazing. And then the iPhone 10 came out. And my daughter and I were sitting by the pool watching videos about how the new iPhone 10 is waterproof. So we thought we'd test it and it wasn't. My phone died. I was like, okay, well, at least I've got a computer and a, we're in Sri Lanka at the time. Uh, <laughs> we've got a computer and an iPad, we'll be fine. And then uh, I'm in the middle of the jungle in Sri Lanka and the computer just one day just went like flashed and went black and it was dead. I was like, okay, well, at least I've got an iPad. Um, so for a couple of weeks, I was running the business off an iPad and then in a stupid <laughs> moment, I was watching maybe The Blacklist or something on Netflix uh, and I got hungry. So I thought, you know, I'm going to leave the hotel and I'm going to go to the, the store and get a, a block of Toblerone, you know, the like triangle yeah. Like chocolate. Yeah. And so I got my, so I'm watching my, I'm watching my iPad and I've got my Toblerone and my room key and I get to the, the door and I the thing and it unlocks and then I dropped everything. And instead of like saving the iPad, I saved the Toblerone because I'm an idiot <laughs> and I smashed and so then I was then I was in trouble. But like for a few weeks, I ran the whole business off an iPad. And um, the only reason I have a computer right now is so, so I can do stuff like this, like so I can share a screen. But I don't type anything. The the I don't even remember the question. But like it's it's amazing to be a coach right now. It's just so freaking easy. Um, <laughs> you stole my next question. question. No, you stole oh. my next question, which was why is it such a great time to be a coach? You just answered it. It was perfect. Uh, I think so. so. And I think people are. Like when I first started, you had to explain to people what a coach was. And now everybody knows what a coach is. Exactly. So the question is now more about like, why are you not somebody else? Right. Uh, and why, not what is a coach, but why, why do I hire a coach instead of doing it on my own? Our biggest competitor really is apathy. Um, it always right. has been and probably always will be. Right. Um, but you could become, you know, I, I call it a micro celebrity, you know, like a famous person no one outside of your space has ever heard of. Right. Um, you know, the stuff that used to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars and take months and months and months. There's an app for it now for $4 on the app store. And like everything is so easy. It's so great. Yeah. I love that. You know, if you could, this is impossible because you have so much great stuff. And, and so let me just, just, You're fine. you know, tell everybody. Whatever right it is, now. I'm ready for the challenge. If <laughs> you don't know Taki already and you haven't already followed him, uh, you just cannot be in his space without learning something uh, incredible on any given day. And so, guys, if you're not following him already, you got to follow him, and we'll give you all Especially that. Especially if you're a coach. If you're not a coach, I mean, I'll be entertaining at best. I don't. I can't promise I'll be useful, but if you're a coach, <laughs> we could probably do some magic. Which isn't true, guys. If you're not a coach and you're just in business, um, honestly, I've gleaned so much from talking through the years that it doesn't matter. It, it, it's, it's okay. really irrelevant. As long as they pay attention that they're going to get okay. something really great. And so I, yeah. I just want to encourage you guys to go and start to follow and watch, but at any given time, I've heard incredible things from you and you, you give away so much 
And yeah, it's course. incredible what, what I've learned from you just in passing through the, the time that, uh, that I've known you. But what would you say is one of your favorite things that you've taught through the years that just, that just, you know, lights people up, makes the, makes the biggest difference along the way. I know that's kind of a, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Or so but, easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, you, you just, question. you have a ton of things that you've taught. I got and, something in my mind. Yeah. Okay. I think so. So, um, and there's so many places we could go, but let, let's talk about one thing that I think is like a big idea that is simple to simple to understand and probably easy to implement is, uh, I think in marketing and everyone listening to this has a marketing function in their business. You've got to, you know, get leads and convert them into clients and that's marketing's job. Uh, I think we're always trying to balance this seesaw of, you know, I want to get leads and get results right now, but I also want, don't want to damage my reputation by being the, the, you know, the pushy sales guy all the time. And so we're kind of balancing these two things. And so we end up either being, um, uh, the nice guy who just gives everything away and gets walked over or we become like the douchebag sales guy and like douchebag or friend zoned is like a really rough choice. So that, like there's, there's gotta be a, a third space. Right. And, and the thing that's been really helpful for us uh, in terms of a being able to like sell a ton of stuff um, while you know, making a reputation even better is this idea of um, the way we like to think about it is we give in public and we ask in private. So it's very rare. You could search posts and emails going back 10 years. You might, 15 years, you might find three or four direct invitations. There's not like, buy my stuff, the deal's going away. You know, almost never. Um, so what we like to do is we give in public uh, and we'll talk about the psychology of that in a second and how much to give and all that stuff. Um, and we ask in private. So all of our sales and offers happen in direct conversation, either on a phone call or in a chat message or, or in an email dialogue. And what that means is we only ever have like sales-related conversations with people who are in the mood to buy something. Uh, right. You know, they, they're qualified and they're ready. And so public-facing, um, front stage, there's, uh, there's only generous good vibes, right? So we've got a great reputation, but we still manage to sell. And so the, the, you talked before about getting a bunch of really useful free stuff. Uh, it came from a conversation I had with a guy called Justin Roth Marsh, who wrote an amazing book on sales process called, um, called The Machine. Um, and in a conversation with him years ago, it was like the first guy I ever interviewed. He said, um, when you give freely of your information, you earn the right to charge a premium for implementation. And uh, sometimes we're worried, like, if I, particularly if I, like, if I sell advice or information or ideas like we do, um, we're worried that it, people are worried that if they give too much away, then people won't need to buy it anymore. And nothing right. could be further than the truth. Like people are busy, dude. They don't, the, the only reason they consume the content is like to go, hey, does this person look like they might be able to solve my problem? And as soon as they know that, then they're like, okay, well, I could either learn it myself and that's, you know, sure, there's a place for that. Or it's going to be so much quicker if I just like give this person some money to save me a bunch of time. And so I love this idea that we can give in public and earn the right to charge a premium for implementation. And uh, that way I get to be super generous with my marketing. Uh, I, I feel like, uh, well, you know, we'll probably, a guy called Christian Michelson said this, your marketing will probably change more lives than your coaching ever will. Which I think is like a fascinating idea just because of scale. Right. 
So I feel like marketing does, does a great service and it gets people to the point where, ah, oh, I didn't even know I had that problem or I knew I had that problem but I didn't know the solution and now I do. This person looks like they know they could help me. It'd be quicker if I just talked to them. And that's the whole idea. Yeah. And putting in that person that is the who, I mean, I've, I've run into so many business owners along the way that just are so hesitant and uh, worried to, to pay for that who that is the expert to do it. What, what could you say to them that are trying to get over the, the hump yeah, of yeah. like, Hey, I just need to pay somebody to do that. But I I'm afraid like I have to do it all myself or I don't trust them. Somebody else burned me in the past, you know, that type of yeah. thing. Yeah. And they probably did, and that's fine. But you're going to pay anyway. You're either going to pay in time or you're going to pay in money or you're going to pay in lost opportunity because you never did it. Um, You know, the delay is really expensive. Um, I've got a very healthy dose of ADHD, and so I only think in two time frames, um, now and not now, or now and like never. And so I'm not very good at, at times and clocks, which is why I screwed up our previous appointment after you'd already sent me and I it's not on. And I, I was showed up ready to go and you weren't there. Um, but if, so the options are either, you know, you hang on to it and do it yourself, in which case you're probably, hang on, my, uh, speaking of ADHD, Lenny, the wonder dog just licked my foot. Uh, you, um, you know, if you don't do anything, you don't get the result and you, you know, the gap between where you're like, let's say you're at, I don't know, $30,000 a month and you want to get to 60, it's costing you $30,000 a month in ignorance tax, just not having this problem sorted. So you may as well fix it. And you can either, like you could totally do it yourself. We've all learned a lot from books and courses and stuff. That's fine. Sure. Um, but my friend Dean Jackson coined this amazing phrase that I'm sure you've heard by now because almost the whole internet has, is it's who, not how. And um, everything you want is, is one who away. You know, right. at any given moment, you're like, you're one connection away, one, one who away from getting everything you need, whether it's a done for you kind of ad solution or it's figuring out how to do this stuff. Like if I wanted to, if I, if, if I wanted to buy, you know, information businesses, well, guess what, dude? Now I know a who, who does that. And if I ever wanted to do it, which I don't, but if I did, now I know I can contact you or I could like read all the stuff. You know, it's, it's always either it's, it's hard work. If you do it yourself, it's guesswork like learning and applying or there's a framework and the framework's always going to be the, the, the shortcut is all I have to say. That. I love that. You have some incredible frameworks and uh, just wondering if, if there's one that stands out to you that you'd want to share with the audience that, that can help them to understand just how many, I mean, like you just, you have, a, I love your frameworks. I always love seeing how yeah. you've put it together and how you've, how you've, uh, you know, couldn't, I would say engineered what you're doing and, and they're always so choreographed. easy and choreographed. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And uh, can you share with us one that, that maybe you love and that's, that's served you well through the years? Yeah, I can. Um, how about we do, how about we do one for um, how to get a business to a million bucks a year? I love is that, it. Is that okay? Okay. So Let's I didn't invent it. this. Yeah. I didn't invent this. Uh, I frameworked it, but it came out of a conversation I had with a really smart guy called Clay Collins. By the way, I think it's really important to attribute the source sure. when you get an idea. Um, so Clay Collins, really smart guy. He built lead pages. He's a, just a generous, smart human being. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw, and I just realized because my camera, let me see if my camera's like chilled out again now. Five, four, three, it. two, one. There we are. All right. Yeah. Here we go. So um, if we just draw a, 
a triangle with a flat bottom and a pointy top. The goal here is uh, first million dollars a year, right? And so you can break, the, the, it's called the five ones. Uh, it's the quickest way I know to get to a million dollars a year. If your business is under a million bucks a year, I strongly recommend that you do what this thing says. And if your business is over a million dollars a year, it's okay to break some rules because you've already kind of got, probably got a lot of the basics in place. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. So uh, it's called five ones because there's five uh, categories. And the correct answer to each of them is, is the number one, right? Um, <laughs> so he, he, here's how it goes. Uh, the first thing we want is we want one target market. You know, one perfect future client. In other words, one kind of person that we're going to do magic for. Sure. Uh, if you're not sure who your avatar is, and I know this is basically everyone talks about avatar, but if you're not sure who it is, a great question that I heard Dan Sullivan ask that really stuck with me was, who do I want to be a hero to? And, uh, you know, and that'll, that'll segue into where we go next. But like, if you think about it, a lot of businesses have, you know, I work with astrophysicists, lawnmower repairmen, and Avon ladies. It's like, that's just hard. What kind of business is that going to be? It's tricky. So right. a lot of people have like two or three or four target markets, and that's why it's slow. Um, next up, what we want is one, one product. Yes, we've all heard about ascension models and upsells and downsells and cross-sells and, and you know, self-liquidating. That's all great. But to get to a million bucks a year, it's just easy to have like one person and sell one thing. Uh, right. That way, everything can be really, really focused, right? So we want one. Uh, next up, we want one conversion tool. In other words, one way we're going to sell the, sell the thing, whether it's on a sales call or it's on a webinar or it's by chat or it's at an event or what, just one way we're going to sell the thing. Right. Um, once we've got this, then we want one traffic source, like one main way that we're going to get the leads. And there's really only three, you know, free or paid or partnership, but one right. way we're going to get the leads. And so what we've got right now is we've got like, we know who we're helping. We've built a thing that helps them put that person get, you know, from their problem to their promise. We've, we know how to sell it and we've got people in the funnel. So this is looking pretty good. The only other piece, and this is the thing that sometimes, sometimes as impatient people, we kind of forget is one year because it's going to take a little bit of time like tweaking. And so the, the target market is like, can we, we want, um, sorry, we want a target market that we, that we love. And ideally we want one of them because then marketing is going to be really easy. And we want right. one product. And the product is like, can I look this person in the eye and go, this will get you the results you're after. I'm like, we've, we built this program called Black Belt. If you're a business coach and you do, you know, 10 grand a month or more and you want to get to a million bucks, there's like nothing like it on the planet because not because we're so great, although we're pretty great. It's just built to do that job. Right. So we want one product, uh, one conversion tool. It's just like, what's the simplest way to, to turn people from curious into committed? Traffic source is about, you know, how can we scale it? Referrals are awesome, but we want something that we can scale. And then a year is just really about tweaking and refining all the way through. So that's kind of a simple framework that I, that I love. And anytime a startup business is like, often you bump into people and they're not at a million dollars a year yet, and they've got like five businesses, that's probably the reason they're under a million dollars a year because <laughs> they're doing too many things. Right. That's amazing. I love it. And I, you know, I am sorry to put you on the spot to do that, but I, I knew that I could show you off uh, because I knew if I asked that you couldn't resist, right? Like, so no, I guys can't think without a pen. So um, <laughs> like, it really helps focus my mind. And uh, sorry about the um, camera weirdness. I can't promise that it'll stay on, but it's on right now. We're going to, while we look pretty, let's do the thing. Yeah, we'll go for it. That's great. No, I mean, and it's, and it's so, uh, so normal. Like every time that I've learned from you along the way, I feel like, uh, you know, let's get the pen out and let's see, you know, like you're going to talk about a framework, you're going to show us something and it's memorable. And well, I think guys, the nice thing about models, visual models like that, you know, whether it's a, a circle or a triangle or a square is the moment you can make something visual, 
Um, what we've done is we've created context around an idea. So right. people kind of disagree about content a lot, but at context, there's no disagreement. So it's like, it's really easy to kind of get buy-in. Sure. Um, and then the moment you draw a model like this, it's pretty easy to go, oh, I can see where I am on the model, what's been going wrong or what I need to change. Just like, you know, they, it's tried, but you know, a picture, picture's worth a thousand words. Right. It's good. Let's talk about leads for just a second, because I, I can't tell you the number of times that that I get this as the, the problem, right? Of course. And yet yeah, yeah. on, on the pyramid, you know, leads was further up the pyramid, right? Let's talk about, you know, how to overcome that challenge for some of these business owners that, that think and believe that leads really is their big number one challenge. Well, it, it might be the number one challenge or it might be not. And okay. so at any given time in our business, we really want to, uh, we really want to figure out what's the current constraint because you can only grow to the level of your constraint. And if there's a, right. a pipeline which goes, you know, lead generation, lead nurture, conversion, delivery, you know, retention, resell, upsell, that's kind of five drivers. Right. Um, then, you know, leads could be your problem, but it also might not be. Um, right. Often it's, we've, got, we've actually got leads and we just do a really crap job of lead nurture or conversion. Or it might be, hey, um, this whole thing would be really good if you stop losing the clients you just signed because they had a bad experience. You know, good marketing with a bad product just speeds up the rate at which people find out you're not very good. Um, so leads could be the problem. Uh, so I don't want to discount the, the possibility. But it's also not always a problem. And it's the place where most business people go to first. You know, if I double my lead flow, I double my business, you probably would, but it might not be the most efficient way. Like if you've right. got... I don't know, 10 sales appointments a week or a month or a whatever, and you right. convert two out of 10, well, guess what? With an hour's worth of learning how to talk to people and have them buy stuff, you go from two out of 10 to five or six or seven or eight out of 10, and it didn't cost you a single cent and it was much easier. So leads might be the thing or it might be not the thing. I love that. I love it. So let's dig in a little bit to how it is to run a company the size that you're running. We're talking to a lot of business owners. Some might be coaches, but let's talk to the, the business owners yeah. in general. You know, what what kind of challenges have you experienced <laughs> in running a company? Like, you know, in the beginning it was like, let's just hang on and get the get the money coming yeah. in. And then it was me now, and one virtual assistant in the Philippines called Ashley, and now there's like a team of 30 and it's different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what are what are some of the big challenges of running a company that size? Um I think they're different for everybody. Uh, we've all got our strengths and weaknesses. Like I'm a front stage guy. Sure. Uh, I'm not a backstage guy. And so most of our issues are created, you know, like if I take full ownership, which I, which I do, most of them are a direct you know, reflection of a lack of skills that I've got in a particular area. And right. so I don't, I'm a decent leader. I'm a terrible manager. And so I try to stay out of those things as much <laughs> as I possibly can. Um, I love it. Uh, as a business grows, uh, complexity is pretty natural to set in. You know, more people, more processes, more systems, more this is more that's more products, more funnels, more that. So complexity is the is the enemy, I think. Right. Uh, and so the secret seems to be how do we simplify? Like always, be simplifying so that we can multiply. And part of growth is really just about removing friction. You know, right. You, know, you could have your foot on the foot on the gas. But if you've got like three different handbrakes in your business that you didn't even know about, you're just like grinding gears. 
So the right. challenges for, for, for me, if I go right now, I'd say um, uh, clients are easy, team are sometimes hard. I've got an amazing, amazing team, but I'm, you know, I'm a pretty squirrely cat and hard to, hard to pin down. So I've, right. I've really struggled with, um, I've read a bunch of, I've probably got one here, read a bunch of the, you know, the, the books about meetings and cadences and rhythms and all that stuff. Right. Um, whether it's EOS or it's Lencioni or it's whatever, you know, whether you have like a, a daily sure. stand up and a weekly this and a quarterly that and a monthly that. I hate that stuff with a passion. Um, <laughs> I don't want to learn to get better at meetings. I just don't want meetings. Uh, right. Right. And so that produces a, every constraint has like a different set of problems attached. And so one of the things that I've been obsessed about in the last year or two is like, how do we build a, a Taki operating system or a Michael operating system? Right. Yeah, you know, that fits you like a glove. Um, right. So that so that the work itself doesn't become a drain because I think as business people, if you associate growing with pain, like we'll never deliberately grow into pain. Right. So yeah. that's great. That's great. Yeah. I don't have the, the answers, all of the answers yet. I got some of the answers. <laughs> I love it. You know, the Interesting thing, and, and this is kind of a kickback, so sorry to kind of go backwards for a second, uh, yeah. but you are a great teacher, and I'm just curious where that came from. Like, why? what what happened along the way? Because uh, a lot yeah. of people try to get into the business, and a lot of people try to do this stuff, but you know, you look across the board, and, and you're a great teacher. How'd you, do, how'd you get to that point? How'd you get to that point where you could actually deliver this information in such a great way? Yeah. Uh, thank you, man. I think uh, there's a lot of people who are like marketers first and coaches second. I'm definitely not. Like I'm, I'm a, a teacher first and I happen to market and sell well. Um, I'll tell you where it started is um, uh, our son, Ethan, was born um, very premature and with a bunch of health challenges. He's got cerebral palsy and autism and epilepsy, a, lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah. And uh, he was nonverbal, like couldn't talk, didn't talk for four years. Oh my. And so when he was little, we went to this course called Hannon, H-A-N-E-N, I think it was. It was like a how to communicate with a nonverbal kid course. And uh, they taught a few really interesting things. So, you know, if you're an adult and this is your height and you're talking to a kid that height, then firstly, if you're the little kid looking up, you're a pretty intimidating person. And so right. they said two things. They said, firstly, get down to their level. So you kind of on your hands and knees or squatting a lot. And they said to, to start a sentence and leave the end of a sentence in a pregnant pause and let people fill it in. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and so I'm there and, and um, you know, Ethan, are you thirsty? Would you like a, and you wait for something that wasn't drink, but got close, you know what I mean? Um, and so fascinating, fascination with kind of learning and teaching started there. And then I've been to a couple of, like I, I definitely like studied a little bit, but what I mostly did is I'd, I'd attend something and I'd go with an aim to learn two things. Uh, so I'm always like trying to take two sets of notes, like one's the stuff, you know, the content, whatever they're teaching. Sure. But then I'm always on the lookout for like, how are they doing what they're doing? And that's a much more fascinating game for me. So I remember I was at a seminar early stage when I was working for that coaching company and the head guy was a dude called Brad Sugars, who's a, an incredible presenter. And uh, so we were in Melbourne at this conference, there's like 300 
coaches or whatever it was in the room and I'm a marketing manager for one of them. So I'm sitting there taking notes. And I remember uh, he was just captivating. And so like, I didn't really take notes about what he was doing, but I just like osmosis it. And next time I was talking, I did the stuff. So I remember he'd, he, he was on stage and he was talking a bit and then he asked a question and the audience didn't respond. Uh, like they were taking notes or they were distracted or, or whatever. And he just like went to the front of the stage, stood there, got indignant. scanned <laughs> the whole room like with this like death stare. It was dead silent for like 10 seconds. And it was like, yeah, it was like butt clenching awkward. And he just said, since when was it okay not to participate in one of my workshops? <laughs> and then he said, let me ask again, how many of you did it? And everyone's like, yes, Brad. And um, you know what I mean? And so like, I just, you just see stuff and you're like, oh, I'm taking that. And it wasn't even like, I just remember going, oh, I'm taking that. And now it's in your, it's in your ass. If you've seen it once, you can do it again. And so I'm like, I'm fascinated by great trainers, um, models and stuff. I learned from an amazing guy called Matt Church, who's wicked smart. Um, and then you kind of, you, you develop, you develop your, your, your ways. Um, I think teaching kids, uh, like I said, right at the start, I, like I started by speaking to kids. Like if you've got like 400, you know, primary school kids in an outdoor school, you know, at an outdoor assembly, and you've got to hold their attention for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, you get really freaking good. Yeah. Um, and then you, yeah. then you translate it to adults and you've got this unfair advantage. So that's kind of, I had, I've, you know, I've been lucky. I love it. Uh, let's, Let's do this. I, I want to make sure that our listeners can find their way to you and, and start learning more from you and taking in uh, your, your great community that you've built. So tell us more about how we can uh, find our way to you and, and be able to, to glean the lessons that you've been teaching. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll give you two things. Um, firstly, I wrote a book. If you're a business coach, it's super useful. It's called Million Dollar Coach. If you go to takisbook.com, you can download a copy. It's free. You can buy it on Amazon. But if you go there, it's free. You can just get the PDF and uh, build a, a set of worksheets to, to go along with it so you can implement the stuff as you go. So nice. takisbook.com is good. Uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, we've got a, a Facebook community with you know a few thousand, maybe 30,000 amazing coaches from around the world kind of learning, applying. I teach my stuff every week there. Um, it's called the Business Coach Dojo. If you search for the Business Coach Dojo, uh, ask to join. And um, every week there's a, a brand new training and a great community full of people supporting each other to, to grow their coaching businesses too. Love it. And it is, mm. it is great. The community is great. You have uh, built some incredible things and you Thanks, just, man. you're legitimately a great guy. I, I have enjoyed my time learning from you along the way and, you know, I really highly encourage all of our listeners to go and you. check you out and learn from you and enjoy uh, all the great things that you've put together. And, Thanks, uh, you know, I appreciate you. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for all you do. My for absolute all pleasure. Yeah. It's, Thanks it's, for having this. This is good fun. Love it to get to kind of know you a little bit. It's good. Absolutely. So fun. And hopefully we can do it again sometime. I could ask you questions till I was blue in the face. But for now, We'll leave it at that. Go look up Taki and uh, and enjoy. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. 
Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing, operations, and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography. 